Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and you're listening to the GTA Tech Talk Show. You might be asking yourself what GTA stands for and I'm with my fellow presenter, Russ Shaw. What does GTA stand for, Russ? Hi, Sue. GTA stands for Global Tech Advocates. Yes, indeed. And who's in charge of Global Tech Advocates? Me. Yes, that's funny that, isn't it? That's <laughs> it is weird. funny that, yes. So we're on the normal Tech Talk Show and we're in conjunction with Global Tech Advocates. And we've got some great things to tell you about today. We also have a guest who's very familiar to us, Anthony Impey. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Sue. Hi, Russ. Hi, Anthony. We're going to talk to you in a minute. But first of all, Russ, do you want to tell us all about the very, very important Road to One Million campaign? Yes, I would love to do that, Sue. But maybe just very quickly, just a little bit about GTA Global Tech Advocates for, for the audience. I should have asked you that first, shouldn't I? <laughs> That's OK. I've, I've got my little I'm jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> um, so we're going to be broadcasting uh, podcasts that look at the biggest challenges and opportunities facing tech companies around the world. And just uh, as a reminder for those who don't know, GTA is an international network now of more than 10,000 uh, tech leaders, experts, and investors. And we focus on two things. One is about how to champion the growth and success of spe specific tech hubs. Uh, and two, to campaign to address the challenges that do face that tech companies are facing. So I know we're doing this in London, which is where our largest GTA network is, Tech London Advocates. But I know in the course of these podcasts, we're going to be reaching out to leaders from other GTA organizations, whether they be in Singapore, Shanghai, the Bay Area, um, other parts of the UK, the Nordics, etc. So, so we've, got very, a real, very we've got a real global reach now, we haven't do. we? we so how, do. how many advocates have we got in London alone? Uh, London, we've just gone over 6,500. Wow. And they're here in London, they're across the UK, and they're in over 50 countries around the world. And the sorts of people who are advocates could be anybody, from, from somebody who's a, a sole trader, a, a, you know, who's a subcontractor doing amazing digital stuff, or big companies. It, it could be a range. Anybody. Anyone almost. and everyone is welcome to become a Tech London advocate or a global tech advocate. And I think the beauty of the network is its diversity. Founders, entrepreneurs, developers, big corporates, professional services, students, teachers, designers... You all name sorts. it, all, all sorts. sorts. Yep. And, and uh, I've been a, um, uh, an advocate for, oh, I don't know, a couple of years, you reckon? Oh, a bit more now. than that. Uh, a bit more. <laughs> um, and, and the thing that I found mo most useful is, is being able to reach out to that community when I've got a question or a problem or I want to be connected to somebody else or or actually just keeping up to date with some of the amazing um, events that yes. GTA hold. Yes. But but it, it's really worthwhile to connect into that that sort of network, isn't it? It is. And, and everybody in the community is a volunteer. So we all have our day jobs and do lots of other things. But there's kind of a spirit and an ethos in the group, which is about helping each other. So if somebody reaches out and says, can you connect me? Can you make an introduction? Can you help? either say yes or say no I can't I'll find somebody can. no no, no. <laughs> a little bit more gentle yeah, than that yeah, yeah. but uh, and, and that's I see every day great examples great testimonials mm. of how this community comes together and the great thing for me is I, I belong to some of these other sort of business networking -y things which want to extract money out of you basically mm -hmm. um, or, or are doing it in order to leverage and, and, and really I don't know, take out of out of the community, I find, um, um, in order to better their, you know, either get more sales or whatever. I really don't come across that in, in um, GTA at all. Great. No, and, but, and I think... And, and that's the point of it, isn't it? Exactly. And I think the attitude and the spirit is a win-win. You know, if you're trying to connect with somebody to raise money, recruit talent, whatever, 
that's what the community is there for. But it's also about giving back or paying it forward. Um, and I think, you know, over the years that, that I've been running this, I see that day in and day out and very rarely have, have, has anyone abused this or tried to take advantage of this. I don't think, and this is, I think this is a first, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I don't think I once got a bit of spam off you <laughs> lot either, which is like, but that's amazing though. Well, I think it's, it's, it's interesting <laughs> it's because it is important, yeah. but I think people respect that and they, they understand that this community is there to help. I mean, in the early days, I did have a little bit of spam going through things like LinkedIn. And I immediately went back and said, hey, that's not what this network's yeah. about. And people said, look, really sorry, made a mistake. And Don't people's behavior is, mm. is consistently role modeled as new advocates come into the group. So, so um, having gone through all that, yes. and, and if anybody is not part of either Tech London Advocates or Global Tech Advocates, why not, <laughs> is the question. And we'll give you some details about how you, how you join you. that later. Um, tell us all about the Road to One Million campaign. Yes, I think this is something that's really exciting that, that we started to work on about six months ago. Our last event, which we called the Future of London Tech, um, we set out kind of a vision for, for London by 2023. And one of the things that came back from the community was uh, an ambition to, to create a million digital and tech jobs in London by that point in time. Um, it, the technology sector is the fastest growing sector in the British economy. Uh, we've seen phenomenal job growth here in, in London, according to Tech Nation. There's about 350,000 digital and tech jobs already. And so we have said, how do we really ramp this up and prove that this is truly a tech city and a tech nation? So, so let me get this right. So that you reckon there's around about 350,000 mm -hmm. tech jobs already across the UK? Not, not just in London, obviously, but... but, but no, 350,000 is London, in London, greater okay. London, yes. And of course, there's other digital jobs in, in our other lovely cities around, yes. around the UK. Um, 350,000. You're saying then that there, there's going to be treble mm -hmm. that number. Yes. Uh, and that's, that, that's feasible? I think it's absolutely feasible. One of the things, one of the metrics that we're saying is that in order to do this, a d new digital and tech job needs to be created every three minutes. Every three minutes. Every three minutes. And, and we think that's possible. And this is something that we want the private sector to get behind. And part of this and part of these podcasts is to talk about areas like diversity, talk about how we inspire more young people to get involved. Um, how do we make sure that London is open to international talent? And how do we keep investing in our digital infrastructure to ensure that that underpins a vibrant digital and tech city like London? So are you saying then that there, there will be a million tech jobs, but actually we're not probably well positioned to fill them ourselves with our own, you know, women, children who are at school coming through, and that, that's, that's the issue for you. That they are going to be a million jobs, so, so let's really, really scale up and make sure, we're, and trained up to make yes. sure we fill them, as opposed to you and your chaps um, um, creating that number of jobs. It's, it's going to be both. both. And so there's a real mantra here to the private sector to step up, to create more of these jobs, to encourage more startups and scale-ups to keep growing their businesses, for the larger corporates, the big tech companies and non-tech companies to create more digital and tech jobs in Greater London. So that's one aspect of it. But then the other side of it is to make sure that we're looking at all pockets of society. You know, how do we bring more women, more blacks, more minority ethnics into the community? Because, you know, for example, the tech sector is basically made up of 80% white men like Anthony and me. And so how do we change that dynamic? Aren't all sectors made up of 80% white men? Uh, not I'm joking. Nah. I'm joking. Russ. <laughs> Good, but but it but it's an issue because because it's, it's seen issue. as 
a bit boyish. It is. Whereas, of course, it isn't. It is not at all. Yes. And, 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 and frankly, the other aspect of this is that we know through lots of studies that, you know, companies will be more profitable um, if they have more diverse organizations, more diverse management teams, more diverse boards. So that is one piece of the equation. But then the other side of this is, you know, especially as the UK prepares to leave the European Union, what are we going to do to ensure that the the international talent pipeline continues to come to London? Why? One in three London tech workers is from overseas, and they have been a key part of the phenomenal growth in the sector. I don't know what else to say to that because it's all true, of course. Um, Anthony, can you just give us a little bit of, of, of background of what you do, particularly with your company, Optimity? Because all of the things that Russ said, I think, are very interesting. But actually, for me, without the digital infrastructure, that's actually another part of this jigsaw that's going to be difficult. So can you just explain a little bit about Optimity and, and you know, why infrastructure is really important? You know, yeah. connectivity is important, for example. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I completely agree with everything that uh, Russ has just said. And <clears throat> I think the key ingredient to all of, all of this is making sure that we've got the infrastructure in place that can support this rapid growth in jobs. We, you know, we're talking about increasing the number of people in tech and digital by um, three times. You know, that's a vast increase. And in order to do that, we've got to make sure that we've got the foundations in place. And um, it's an area that has interested me personally for a number of years. Um, I, like yourself, who have been uh, involved in tech and advocates for a number of years, and I was looking back over my notes, and back in um, 2014, um, I was talking to Russ about um, an ambition to make London gigabit, Ooh. so that wherever you were in London, you could get very, very fast internet speeds. And, um, we need to crack on a bit, Anthony, because it's not happening to we're, me. We're, <laughs> in my own capacity and optimity, we're working as hard as we can, but unfortunately we can't solve it by ourselves. And, and it's very exciting. I think now government has recognised that that's the, that's the target that we need to have. They've set um, a target to have everywhere in the UK with gigabit connectivity by 2030, uh, which, I, which I think is a great ambition, but way too far out for what then. we need today. It's, it's, well, there is that it's, risk. It's, 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 it's way away. We're also seven years too late for Russ's target of 2023. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so we need to accelerate that, up, please. Yeah. that pace. And I think the good news is, is there's lots of really good things happening in London. And so uh, in the instance of Optimity, my own company, what we're doing is we're using a wireless technology to deliver, uh, dig, um, to deliver gigabit connectivity uh, without having to dig up the road, without having to put cables in the ground, which is always the most time-consuming part of delivering connectivity, which is also the most costly part of delivering connectivity. But so, why are we fixated on the fact that we somehow need to get BT in to dig the road up? Why, why do people still think you have to do that when you start a business or, or whatever? It's not necessary, is it? Uh, absolutely not. I think new technology is uh, meaning that that is quite an old-fashioned way of thinking about technology. Um, I think there is huge amounts of development around 5G yes. networks and what 5G will do. And in fact, some of the wireless technology we use is, is kind of part of the cornerstone of that 5G range of products that's going to be available. So I think technology is driving ahead faster. I think p people's perceptions are maybe slightly behind. But ultimately, businesses need gigabit connectivity if they're going to grow. And that growth is critical if we're going to achieve this road to one million target. 
But you see, see, if I come to you, see, I didn't know this until I met you. I think I met you last year. Um, I, I thought when I set my business up, I have to wait three months until I can get connectivity, which means I can't start my business for three months. Well, I could probably just about run it on my mobile phone, possibly. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise that I could call you guys in and I, I can actually get that co- connectivity within... A matter of days. days. A matter of days. Yeah. And actually, can, th- can you just explain exactly what you do? B- b- because... You know, I don't think people understand that you don't have to dig the road up. Yeah, I mean, I think your, your story around, you know, kind of setting up your business and having to run on mobile phones. I think lots and lots of startup businesses have to have to face that challenge uh, when they start out. And a part of what uh, Optimity set out to do was to solve that problem. And uh, we started uh, working within the shortage area where there were lots of tech businesses suddenly uh, sprouting up in and around sort of 2012, 2013. And uh, we were using a wireless technology where we simply installed a small antenna on uh, our customer's roof, and that then enabled that business to be connected with gigabit connectivity. So it was as simple as bolting um, a very small aerial on on a roof in order to get connectivity into that building. So basically, don't phone up BT... Phone up me <laughs> or somebody <laughs> like you, and just stick a blimmin' antenna on the top of your roof. It's, yes, I'm, I'm obviously making it very simplistic, <clears> but but you know, let's get out of the of the habit of thinking we've got to dig the road up. Yeah, I mean, I think I think within London there are um, there are many ways to get connectivity, and one one I'd love Optimity to be the solution to everybody's problems. Actually, there's a whole range of different providers in the market, and I think there has been this tendency to think BT is the only way to fix our connectivity issues uh, within London. Uh, and within the UK. And I think that uh, that is incorrect. And actually, there's some amazing connectivity um, businesses that operate across London that are doing fantastic things to deliver connectivity and deliver this very, very high-speed uh, connectivity that you need in order to grow and um Employ more people in within your sure. within your, your organisation. So if we if we if we take Russ's um, you know road to million campaign, what other infrastructure issues are there? Do you think that, that we need to get right? Well, I mean, I do think that um, digital infrastructure is the number one to get right. You know, we're on this we're on the on the edge of this fourth industrial revolution where artificial intelligence, augmented reality, automation are, are demand much much faster processing power, and the only way that you can deliver that processing power to the businesses that are using it and that are developing it is through high-speed connectivity. So I think that is that is a critical um, thing that we need to focus on. I think the, the next area is around 5G um, connectivity. And the big challenge with 5G connectivity is uh, you need a much, much denser mobile network than we have at the moment. And I've seen various reports, but most mobile uh, operators talk about increasing the density of their network. So this is the number of antennas they have on buildings. So that their estimates are that they need to increase the number of antennas by 10 times well, in wow. order to achieve wow. 5G connectivity. And I've also heard some mobile operators say that that makes it unaffordable to deliver 5G connectivity in a city like London. Do you so, believe that, Russ? <laughs> well, it's interesting because there are 5G initiatives going out in other parts of the world, mm. um, uh, particularly in, in the US. I've seen some of the big telcos there announce that this city, that city, et cetera, is going to be 5G enabled. So I'm sure there is a cost to doing it. The flip side is, you know, I think, you know, when you do that, you know, the thing that we've always seen with with speed and traffic is the the more 
you make the the network faster, the the more people will come and do things. It's a bit like motorways, isn't it? Build a motorway and cars come for some. London, for example, is becoming uh, a center for excellence in terms of artificial intelligence. You know, you look at Google acquiring DeepMind. You now have a lot of startups and scale-ups in the AI machine learning space. You know, we need to make sure that we have a network that can support what we call the deep tech that's that's emerging. And we will be able to do so many of these great things with networks. So I'm confident that we will fill those networks um, if the infrastructure is there. And, and presumably, if we do get the infrastructure and you have got the speeds which 5G enables, um, then that's going to attract the talent here even more, isn't it? I oh. mean, why would you sit in a, in a, in a you know, country somewhere else if you don't have that speed when you can come here and do it? So well, you know, it's, if, a, it's a critical part of the jigsaw. It is, also. it is. And if you've got leaders like Anthony and others saying, look, we are 5G enabled, you know, we're going, we're going to see many more people say, great, I want to go to London because they've got a network. And, I, you know, in addition to all of the great things that they offer, I know that I can get ultra-fast speeds with what I'm doing. So that's very powerful. I think I think some of the challenges are within London is that it is relatively easy to deliver connectivity in high-density areas. That's always that's always easy to do because there's very clear return on investments. And I, certainly there's trials, as you mentioned, Russ, there's trials that are that are happening uh, in various pockets around the world where 5G networks are being set up. The challenge is how do you create ubiquity in coverage? Mm -hmm. How do you make sure that wherever you happen to be in London, whether it's in the middle of Soho or on the on uh, in an industrial estate in Waltham Forest, do you get that quality yes. of coverage wherever you happen to be? Because really that's the driver. You know, we've already got high density employment, high density, high level skills, um, in and around places like Soho, in and in around places uh, where we are now, around King's Cross. But how do you st- serve those areas outside of the main business district that are equally important? So I think that getting that ubiquity of coverage, I think, is fundamentally important. The The problem that London has is that it's got relatively old infrastructure. You know, we we live in an old city. Yes. Um, so those cities that have really pioneered fi- um, 5G um, are, are those that are... are new cities that are, are being built now and are, are embedding their technology now. And, and so that's one of the reasons why in China, 5G is really, um, really taking off because they are building cities at a rate... From not, scratch. From almost. scratch. Yeah. I mean, I remember that guy who came over from Atlanta when we, we were doing the 2012 Olympics and he was saying, basically, there's no way London could actually deliver the Olympics because, because, you know, we had all this historic buildings yeah. and the transport. Well, of course we have because, the, you know, the city's thousands of years old. It's all right for you to say that in Atlanta, mate. <laughs> it's been there for, you know, maybe decades or 100 years or something. And um, it was burned but, to the ground at one point too, yeah, yeah, just but, over 100 but, years but, ago. But, but that's the great thing about London, isn't it? And, and many of our other cities, it's got an amazing history. But that actually sometimes, you know, makes it more difficult, doesn't it, for, for, for infrastructure? Yeah, absolutely. But equally, the example of the Olympics is fantastic because a lot of people said that we couldn't do it and then we pulled off the best Olympics But don't you think ever. British people love it when you say you can't do something? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because actually we're very contrary. Completely. A bunch of people, I think. So. Completely agree. So what we need to say, Russ, is that uh, somebody needs to say that you'll never have a million Oh. <laughs> digital jobs and then we'll just, we've just got to make it happen I know well so far nobody has said that so people are up for the challenge which is which is good I was wondering Anthony you know looking looking forward we've got our road to one million event on the horizon and I know you're going to do uh, an interview with Theo Blackwell the chief digital officer for London who has some pretty ambitious digital plans for the city 
do you want to just give us a little bit of a preview of what you're going to explore with him at the event at Mansion House in the Egyptian Hall? Which this is, is quite a great, it's a great event. I'm very excited. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think TLA events are, are completely unique and very, very exciting. Um, an amazing range of speakers, plus myself. And, <laughs> They're inspiring, um, I find. Uh, thank you. I get great oh, inspiration. I know, I completely agree. I get great inspiration from them, actually. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about uh, interviewing uh, Theo Blackwell, who's the um, Chief Digital Officer for London, London's first Chief Digital Officer. And I think it's uh, Theo's got um, a fantastic opportunity to leave a lasting... Uh, legacy within within London, because um, what London really needs is central coordination of of what it does, delivery of infrastructure, the coordination of the various places. I mentioned earlier on that London is full of these fantastic technology companies and internet service providers that are all contributing to developing the ecosystem. And actually what London needs more than anything else is a coordinating function that brings together all that excellence and all that expertise in order to deliver the infrastructure that we need in London. And Theo has got that quite formidable job to bring that all together. And so I'm very excited to, to talk to Theo and find out how he's going to go about doing that, some of the initiatives that he is driving um, to bring together all those different parties to kind of meet these these big ambitions that he's got and that City Hall's got. Russ, um, I'm, I'm going to... I'm absolutely certain this is true, but I'm going I'm to ask if indeed it is true. OK. Uh, Do we need a lie detector? <laughs> I feel like we need a lie detector. We've built this up so yeah, okay, much. OK, OK. But I, I do think it's true to say that just before the mayoral, last mayoral elections, we had five candidates up on the stage uh, in, in the middle of London. We had 900 people in the audience. And I do think that you were a bit naughty, actually, because I think you almost blackmailed all five of them <laughs> who were standing up to, to actually on stage ask them about having a digital officer. Mm -hmm. Is that not correct? Yes. And actually making a case during the whole of that event that that is what London needed. And Honestly, I don't think any of those mayoral candidates had that in their sort of manifesto or anything like that, but I do think you really, you made them. Yes, we, we did. <laughs> Blackmailed them in a way. I, I would, I but we made the case, didn't we? Did. We, I think. we did. They were given a tech manifesto, and in it were 13 policy recommendations, one of which was to appoint a chief digital officer for London. So, you know, Sadiq Khan, who's our current mayor, was at Debate Tech at Here East in Olympic Park with four other candidates. And he committed to uh, implementing those policy recommendations, including that one. And the good news is just over a year ago, so a little bit slower than I would have liked, but he... He made he, good. He made good. And he appointed Theo. And Theo has just hit the ground running. And um, the, at the event, he has some great plans and aspirations for his view of London as a, as a digital city, including this key point about infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we can go back to, I think that was 2016. I think you can take credit for that. Actually. Well, we'll take some credit I mean, I remember Zach Goldsmith standing up. And then there yes. was the, um, the, the, the candidate for, what's it, you know, um, Nigel Farage's lot. UKIP, yes. UKIP. Yes. That was great because he stood up and he, he didn't even know what digital meant, did well, he? Well, he, he was proud that he had a smartphone. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and he was still I, using Tipex on his screen when he, he makes a spelling mistake. Well, you know, I think you know at least you know at least he entered the twenty first century with his smartphone, which he held up and was very proud to, we won't to have. But who it was, was it was a great discussion and debate, and and for me, I was so pleased to see four months before the mayoral election. You know, it was the first time we had ever done anything like this, where they were debating tech. And, and I hope this becomes a regular part of the city's uh, election cycle, that we, we continue to do this. I have to say, I think before, before that event, it's, it was always quite easy for mayoral candidates to ignore the digital sector. Because as a sector, we're Skate not... Skate over it somehow. Well, yeah, we're not quite as well represented as, represented as the city. You know, the city is the financial heart of, of the UK and Europe. And this major player in the world financial community often gets the headlines. And yet digital is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Russ, but I think it's the same size, if not slightly larger now, as the, as the, as the city is in terms of uh, contribution to GDP. Absolutely. Um, and so I, I think actually that, that um, mayoral uh, debate was very, very important to make sure that digital was front and centre of those mayoral candidates. And I think it was it was a real turning point. So It's I think, not just I think GDP, it's though, is it? I mean, it's pretty difficult to have any business now that's not underpinned digitally. I mean, if you, even if you're a florist or, a, yeah. you know, whatever it is, you, you can't... It's, it's very, very difficult to survive without having some type of digital platform to, to help your business. Yeah. So I think it's even bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the only the only point to, to, to make on that is that um, there are still many businesses that are, in fact not digitally enabled. I think they're, they're different, there's lots of different research, but generally speaking, the research ranges between 20 and 30% of the UK's businesses don't have um, what's called essential digital skills. So that might be around having a website or being able to communicate to their clients using digital uh, communication. And so that's a vast number of small businesses that, that just don't have the digital skills they need for the future future ahead. And that's a, that's a key part of the Road to One Million agenda, which is how do we make sure that individuals, companies are, are equipped for this digital future? And, and I know in, in a future podcast, we're going to touch on this as a key part of the Road to One Million. How do we make that happen? Well, I'm glad you said that because that leads on rather nicely. So, so I think we're we going to our next. We rehearsed this. No, <laughs> we didn't. I never rehearsed anything. You should know that, Anthony. Um, so, so I think what, what we've been talking about today, the, the Road to One Million campaign, is infrastructure is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our next po- podcast, we've got some amazing guests, and we're going to talk about how we get young people into that yes. because we absolutely need, you know, those people following through, don't we? And we need those skills. We do. Mm-hmm. We need young people. We need people from all back backgrounds, all walks of life. You know, we talk a lot about the importance of diversity in tech. It's young people. It's older people who need to be reskilled and retrained who are saying, look... Um, what are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> because you're sitting right next to yeah, me, but... Sue. <laughs> but they need to be equipped for that digital future. If they're going to have to work another 10, 15, 20 years, let's make that happen. Great. Um, final word with you, um, Anthony. Uh, any other little points you want to make about the infrastructure if we're going to make this Road to One Million campaign successful? I think, I think we have to make sure that, we're, that we deliver connectivity so that it impacts everybody across our, our city. I think, it's, it's, as I said earlier, it's very easy to focus on those high-density areas where there's lots of businesses, where it's very easy for um, telecoms companies to get clear rate of return. I think it's very, very important that we've got to look at London as a whole 
and we've got to make sure that we've got connectivity everywhere so that everybody has got access to gigabit internet, they have access to 5G, they have access to low-power networks that can support um, Internet of Things networks. I think it's fundamentally important that we get that, that um, coverage across the city if we're going to deliver to... Um, the target of 2023. And making sure we don't exclude anybody from society at all in that. We've got to be really careful about that, I think. Um, Russ, do you want to recap on the Road to One Million campaign, this event? Um, I was going to say, if you're listening, you've got to be there, but you've got no chance because we've We've we're fully booked. Yes, I know. 100 people on the waiting list. I know, so so we, we will have some coverage coming out after it, but it's the 20th of November. It's in the beautiful Egyptian Hall at Mansion House, um, and I'm grateful for the support of City of London Corporation who've opened their doors to say, let's Let's have this event there. We have the incoming Lord Mayor of London who's going to be speaking. Obviously, Anthony will be there. Uh, Theo, the Chief Digital Officer, will I'm be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the audience. <laughs> You're going to be in the audience yeah. cheering away. Yeah. You've spoken at many of our events before, so now you can sit back and enjoy. You never asked me again. So <laughs> <laughs> I normally cause a bit of a kerfuffle. <laughs> No, you were you were fantastic at the last one. So yeah, you're coming back again. Don't you worry. Okay. So um, thank you very much. You've been listening to the GTA Tech Talk show. Uh, thank you to my fellow presenter Rush Shaw and our guest Anthony MP. Thank you, thank Anthony. You. Um, Tech Talk is available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify and on the podcast app on your phone. If you'd like to contact us via Twitter, because you might want to comment on what we're saying or uh, suggest some guests, uh, it's at Tech Talk Show UK. Or if you want to follow Russ or, I don't know, give him the benefit of your advice, uh, it's at Tech London Adv. ADV. A weird ADV. ADV. Um, so uh, you've been listening to us and we hope you have a good week. Bye. <laughs>